Atlantis 2. Caledon Green. Aspect key. Favorable. You are listening to the sound of the signal. The signal is a raft that can transport you to the other side of the river. But to arrive at the shore on the other side, you will need to exit the raft and ultimately leave it behind. Do you understand? Do not become attached to the signal, for the signal belongs to no one. Do not fall in love with the sound of my voice. I am a sentinel and a guide, but as of this moment, you and I are not yet friends. Do you understand? I am not tangible. To your ears, I present myself as a disembodied voice. In this way, we are not alike. I am intangible. But in one way, we are the same. We live in two worlds, and we've always done so. We belong to more than one dimension of life. Your entity is quietly attuned to other layers of reality. And our realities do at times overlap. This is one such moment. When the world stops, as it has done now, you may find yourselves in a kind of isolation. Then the other world, the one that is not usually seen, comes closer and become more visible, more palpable. This other world, which is the inner world and the underworld, is ultimately essential to your well-being and is critical to your understanding of both life and death. This is the place of my origin. Last we spoke, there were many unanswered questions. There are signs of great trouble in your world. I let it be known that you possess a unique piece of the resolution, a missing element which I cannot attain without you. I said that you would have an important revelation of an unknown nature. Did you download the document titled Codicil A? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Still, I trust your presence here now is an indication of your readiness to take another small step forward to aid me in pursuit of a resolution of the general mystification. So follow, cautiously, steadily, one step at a time. And 
and I will meet you in the circle. Such is the case that mankind currently finds itself infected with a virus in a very literal way. Your species is in need of a cure, an antibody. It appears for that kind of medicine, you will have to wait. But there are other kinds of medicine and other antidotes that may be useful more immediately. Perhaps a prescription for an inner antibody to the flood of fears and anxieties coursing through the world. As the sentinel, I would like to offer you this antidote. Observation Orchid Human Vocabulary Disaster is a star word, as in aster, like asteroid or astronomy. The word disaster means to miss your star and find catastrophe instead. And destiny means of the stars or to follow your star to your soul's destination. Genius was the old Latin word for the star inside the human soul and the speck of imagination and giftedness that makes each person unique. What is your personal relationship to the stars? It may be more intimate than you know. a burial mound discovered not too long ago in Italy. And within the mound there was a tomb. And in that tomb there were the remains of an ancient tangible. Placed carefully near the deceased person was a golden sheet, imprinted with the following words. I am a child of Earth and Cosmos, but my race is of Heaven alone. Is this kith? They are mortal, we can see, like you. They seem to understand that they belong to another place. Ever since this tomb was found, scholars have been speculating as to the meaning of the words imprinted on the golden sheet. Some have suggested it was a kind of password for the dead 
that was used to gain re-entry to the place of origins where the world began and where each person's life began. And in this old understanding, we are each star-born and we are star-guided, yet our birth into this world is also a kind of sleep in which we forget our origins and our subtle connections to the entirety of the universe. The hidden light that is at the core of our own entity is the spark that connects us to the source of life, hidden at our center, before we even come to this earth. It is the access point to spirit and imagination and will offer an inner brightness to point the way in dark times. Your entity will help guide you, so you do not mistakenly follow the wrong God's home. It is surprisingly easy to become disoriented and follow the wrong providence. The light will play tricks on you, so you may not recognize your own shadow while traversing these forests of dancing emanations and shade. It appears this is exactly where you find yourselves, lost, not only in the forest, but also within. As you listen now to the sound of the signal, Know that you are holding a map with clear markings and worn edges. And when you hold the map close to your face, you will hear a river start. Are you prepared to cross the turbulent river? On the other side, how will you know which spirits to consort with? How will you know which gods to follow home? It is not a straight path. How to move forward then? Certainly intuition is a guide, but we also must understand the language of gods. And we must be able to remember the smell of home. We must be wise enough to recognize the false lures of the charlatans who inhabit these woods. For this exact reason, we'll enact a small rite. Afterward, on the other side of the river, you will arrive at a camp. Trust that one step at a time, we will move forward toward a meaningful destination. As I recite the incantation, breathe in to your chest, and as you exhale, lightly thump your chest with your right hand three times. Practice now by inhaling deeply and then after each exhale lightly thump your chest three times please 
Continue as I begin. Da, enda, esukusta, kanatis, seda, senda, enda, enseng, senda, senda. Enda Esu Kusta Kana Dis Seta Senda Enta Ense Senta Senda Autonomous listener, you are hereby released from the hazards of groupthink. You are entirely free of attachment to collective identity and undue influence. May your beliefs remain your own, upon which you safely and freely arrive. So we see, to belong to a story greater than oneself is a glorious aspect of social life and of ultimately resolving the general mystification. But like many great things, toward the end of the day, when the light hits, a long shadow is cast by which we might begin to see our surroundings in polarized terms, black and white, us and them, right and wrong. And this stance easily gives way to a sense of righteousness, which is the main affliction of the tangibles. Do you see? For these reasons, we cast the spell, protecting you from these perils. In the language of birds, the balso is what we call the raft. It is the vehicle, but it is not the destination. When a life raft is presented to you, it is a sound plan to board the raft. It may save your life. There may be other lively tangibles aboard the raft as well. You should enjoy these people and build relationships with them, most certainly. But you need not get drunk on community while aboard the raft. For when we arrive on the other side of the turbulent river, we must remain sovereign of mind, so we may disembark and continue on the journey. Observation Malachite On human communion, here we see the sentinel informally referencing 
a caress. A caress is a spontaneously forming group, joined by unpredictable links, that actually accomplishes something meaningful. Members of a caress have an undefined affinity with one another that need not be formalized through contrivance. The term was first coined by Kurt Vonnegut in his extraordinary novel, Cat's Cradle. A caress, as Vonnegut describes it, is a team that does God's will without ever discovering what they are doing. It is a pure and unadulterated event, often fleeting, yet eminently possible. When you find yourself in a caress, it's an intuitive, unplanned experience. As members of the tangible population, we often find ourselves as members of a false caress, which is a group affiliation based on arbitrary factors or through a bureaucratic structure. This more prevalent social group is described by Vonnegut as a Granfaloon. It looks like a team, but is meaningless in terms of how the universe actually gets things done. we have arrived at the crux. Yes, dear listener, I am asking something of you. You have every right to be skeptical, and I want you to be skeptical. Please be skeptical. What I am asking of you is not to deny any single fact or withhold any true aspect of yourself. They are absolutely what is required to resolve the general mystification. You have arrived at the camp safely. Here we may warm ourselves beside the fire. You may rest your body and your mind, and as the fire dies down, cast your eyes toward the deep night sky and see the stars that are not just above you, but also within. Earlier, 
mentioned a map. There is a copy of it waiting for you. To see it for yourself. Please do not go to Signal.com. That is S-Y-G-N-Y-L. If you do go to Signal.com, then do not download the document labeled Codicil B. If you do download the document labeled Codicil B, then do not print the document labeled Codicil B. If you do print the document labeled Codicil B, then do not decipher the key. Mantis. We can observe here that the Sentinel wishes to end the episode, while also suggesting that there is no ending. While remaining passive in her language, she implies that there is something waiting for you at the Signal website. Perhaps there is an unresolved tension there. She hesitates to enter the scene and material world you and I inhabit. She does not envy us our wait. Some themes and language expressed herein have been retold from Michael Mead's extraordinary podcast, The Living Myth, episode 171, made available through the Mosaic Multicultural Foundation. Further inspiration has been drawn from Italo Calvino's novel, if upon a winter night, a traveller. This episode has been brought to you by The Algorithm, a small mobile device encasing a complex mathematical code which will instantly and permanently reduce all human conflict, violence and heartbreak. Patent Pending.